If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started all right so hello and welcome to a new episode of the podcast self-evolution regardless it's been a while since i last um published an episode but i mean i've been a little bit sick But I'm fine now, I'm feeling better, and it's time for me to record a new episode, because it's been a long time. (laughs) So yeah, uh, today's episode I'm going to talk about, a little bit about the false self. So, um, the false self is really kind of like a term that is a little bit vague, and that needs to be more specified um so when it comes to being a victim of an emotional abuser or emotional abuse in general and being in that situation wearing the victim's shoes and is it's extremely exhausting and mentally draining For someone to abuse someone else, emotionally speaking, they tend to want the other, their victim to always kind of, you know, be there for them, you know, uh, be present for them, agree with everything they say without any um, exception. They tend to want uh, their approval all the time, their... uh, praise, their confirmation, their aberration, everything in between. And they never seem to want to stop wanting that. It's something like a like a drug, you know, it's it's a it's kind of their drug that they get from someone else because it feels like there's this gap within their uh self 
that they feel so empty inside they need someone else to confirm that they're a nice person they're knowledgeable they're credible they know what they're talking about they're smart they're intelligent they're good looking attractive all these kinds of um qualities or even or better yet uh not envied by everybody else uh they're really humble down to earth um everyone is envious of them and they should be um successful nobody's on top of the earth like they are etc etc and so it's like you know the victim feels like they're being exploited under the abuser's um words and actions to always have to agree with their abuser i mean and this relationship can take many facets being in a parental relationship or a romantic relationship a friendship or a toxic friendship or a toxic workplace where colleagues may treat may treat each other like that or a boss especially and it's really a common thing for a boss to do this thing to their employees to make sure that they uh do not disobey and to make sure that work goes as perfectly as they want well it's part of um working in a team with the boss that makes the employee uh have to agree all the time and do what the boss says the way they want the way the boss wants to because it's part of the teamwork and having the same vision quote unquote and sometimes it's good i mean you know having consent over things that are seen by the boss's perspective in a workplace is kind of good because it allows you to see um different perspectives about how things work but sometimes i think it's um a little bit limiting when it comes to personal choices and personal ability to make decisions sometimes it makes people dependent on uh making making choices and taking decisions and taking actions on others uh approval in order for them to actually progress with anything and that's kind of that's really tiring to have to go through that um on a daily basis especially it can also be in a romantic relationship where the partner feels like they should be somehow the leader in the relationship and the and the victim should be the follower and um no matter what the victim must always agree they say they have to encourage the partner to keep up with whatever it is they're doing and regardless of any type of criticism they should never receive any type of criticism from the victim because once the abuser receives that they're going to take it as a threat to their ego and that hole that we talked about is going to grow and make that person uh behave talk and act 
in worse ways than they already are. And so that's extremely dangerous. And the worst case, I think, is when this thing happens in a parental relationship. I mean, yes, um, parents can also be sometimes extremely overprotective of their, of their children, be it young or adult. And they might uh, be authoritative in a way that um, in a way that makes them, uh, dominate over their children's opinions and, you know, makes them feel like they are the ones who are the most experienced in the room and their children must obey them because they are the most knowledgeable, incredible people. And the children know less than the parents do, so they must obey their parents no matter what. Sometimes that's a very good idea because parents also know what they're talking about sometimes. But otherwise, I think a parent's experience should not limit a child's perspective of the world and a child's attempts in this world to progress with anything it's like limiting a child's um ability to make choices and take decisions as i mentioned before and that's kind of debilitating and exhausting for the child to grow up to become a codependent adult and so it's extremely tiring um so Having to be in this situation for a very long time, I don't know. It can take more than two days. It can take years, actually, to ha- having to having to be in this kind of uh, situation. I mean, the person doesn't have to be extremely toxic. I'm talking about the behavior that is draining uh energy wise and these behaviors are very very consuming of thought mental mental energy emotional energy and concentration and everything everything that has to do with cognitive abilities and also even emotional ones um so because the the abuser generally speaking is uh always seeking approval from others and no criticism whatsoever then this influences the victim into becoming sort of a mini a copy of this abuser how the, how does this happen you you may wonder well, being there with that person long enough to accept the false beliefs and assumptions and judgments and interpretations and perspectives of the world, believing those and maintaining those as what they once never believed in and to becoming the normal, like 
Now it's my principle that whatever that person is believing in is now what I am currently believing in. So, and that's and that's really bizarre and strange to really notice, but with time and with a constant rhythm of um the same kind of vibes the same complaints the same negative energy the same um rage the same kind of emotional abuse that the victim keeps receiving they start to gradually but surely lose the real sense of themselves the system of values and principles they once held so tightly into holding on to new sets of principles and values that are not theirs originally but they start to believe in them and they start to obey them as if they are one of their belongings as if they 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 own those beliefs as if they hold those new beliefs tight and that's dangerous because once someone realizes how how much they're denying everything how much they're lying to themselves thinking that this abuser is actually right about everything and now unconsciously they're believing in the same things that the abuser belie- has always believed in is extremely it's like it's psychotic really to have to go through that situation i'm afraid and people do unfortunately it's because of how the abuser wants to see things and since they want to dominate everything they want to be in control of everything because they have lots of high expectations of themselves and others they never hesitate to want others to believe in whatever it is they believe they never want to hesitate to see someone agree with everything they assume or judge or say or even um criticize they're never allowed to uh the victims are never allowed to criticize the abuser but the abuser can criticize the victim and everybody else in the room and the abuser has no um right to be criticized whatsoever it's like <laughs> is that even fucking fair like um of course it's not but in the eyes of the abuser it's totally normal and it's actually what is supposed to be when it comes to the abuser's power and they want to reach power they want to have that power of of controlling someone's moods and emotions and even what comes out of their mouth eventually uh using their their tactics along with creating this uh false self and this false self is really carefully it's like it's like you have imagine the victim being a nice 
balanced building that holds everything together. Everything is put together orderly and very beautifully looking, very beautifully designed and everything. And then the abuser comes with a very quote-unquote interesting deal, wants to refurbish it into something new, something that is more advanced, so-called more developed, so-called more enhanced, so-called more modern, etc. And so what they do is they destroy that building, completely obliterate it, and then what they do is they build another building the way they want to, how they see it, and carefully, very, very precisely build this new, weird-looking building in the eyes of the abuser. That's how they like it, but they never really, the, the victim never really appreciates it deep down, you know, deep and down inside. They never really agree with this. They're never really willing to be built this way. But in the eyes of the abuser, it's fine. There's no problem. As long as it's in their taste, their taste is all that matters. Nothing else matters. And so, and so this false building of different uh, systems of beliefs, different values, different principles, different desires, different tendencies, different likes and dislikes, different judgments of the world, different perspectives, etc., is built. All of these are built in a different, weird-looking building. And it destroys the victims so bad. It destroys their identity to have, you know, to have this uh, this false self built within this victim. It makes them feel extremely inferior, but in the eyes of the abuser... That's totally normal. In fact, that's how it should be. In fact, that's how it's always. In fact, that's always what it what it has always should have been. Oh my god, what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> in fact, in the eyes of the abuser, that's what it must have always should have been. I hope I said it right. <laughs> um but yeah, in the eyes of the abuser, that is what the victim should have been all the time. You know, this false self is now created. This copy of themselves is now created. Of the abuser, I mean. But interestingly, though, the victim knows that this is wrong. They know that this is not what, how they're meant to be. That this is not how things must turn out. They know that this isn't their, their desire, the ulti their ultimate goal. They know deep down this is not how things must finish. 
And so what the victim should do instead in this at this point is realize as soon as possible that this that what the abuser has created is actually a false self and identify the flaws which are everywhere basically and destroy that false self destroy it obliterate it completely blow it up simply by denying the whole thing, refusing everything that has to do with this new, false, wrong, fake self that has been artificially built and imposed on the victim. And it should be so for the victim to be able to recognize their original pieces Put them back together and build, rebuild their, their original self in a, in a better, more self-loving, more self-caring, and definitely a more beautiful way. So that they know and that they distinguish between the, the false self that they have that they had to endure and the new more self-loving self-caring also careless stoic and you know solid self that they that they are now building for the sake of their for their for their sake of their life for the sake of insanity of their mental health and life in general because this doesn't stop at the point of being mentally healthy and strong but it also reflects on the well-being of a whole person this is a whole person we're talking about this is an identity that has been shattered and that needs to be rebuilt shattering an identity is not an easy thing for someone to have their identity destroyed in plain sight is not easy. And neither is rebuilding it. So, the, peop- the people, everyone, everyone has to be aware of what is going on around them. The victims, I mean. People need to be aware of what is going on try to their best to identify what is being unusual like what is going on that is unusual that is happening at the current moment what is something that is wrong that must be fixed as soon as possible and what to do about it how to fix it how to change it how to alter uh the ways of looking at it, the viewpoints, how to analyze it differently, how to interpret it differently, what kinds of questions that should be asked, even if they're wrong questions, we get over, we get over and we overcome the wrong questions first to reach the right questions eventually, because we need to ask the wrong questions first to know 
which ones are right. And we make mistakes first to know what is right eventually and to succeed. And mistakes are very important when it comes to succeeding in anything in life. Because they help us to know where the right path is and what's what's the right thing to do. What the right thing to do is and which way to go and whom to follow. We need to know the wrong people first, recognize them as, as enemies to truly find out and distinguish and identify who our true friends are. If that makes any sense. And of course it does, because I know it does. And don't argue with me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm kidding. But on a serious note, though. Destroy the false self. If you are noticing anything that is unusual going on with you. Or around you. And you will notice that you will most definitely, inevitably build a fresher, a purer, fresh, new, self-loving, self-caring self. A new, pure, fresh, uh, clean identity for yourself. And that is immune, and most importantly, immune to abuse in the upcoming episodes of life. So we have to be really careful with the people around us and have to be immune to their plans and schemes to build a false self within us that we don't need anyway. We don't need a false self. We need to preserve and maintain and keep our identity as is, immune to any type of abuse, and strong enough to handle problems. It doesn't necessarily have to be perfect, because perfect is boring, and there's no such thing as perfect anyway. So you might as well make mistakes along the way, it's fine, we're all human beings, we're, we, we all make mistakes. But the most important thing is that you destroy the false self. If you notice any danger, any signs of danger, any signs that there is something suspicious around, going on, you must absolutely be alert of, the mo of most of the signs, or some of them, at least a few of them. And to warn yourself, there's something wrong here, I need to do something immediately urgently to stop this to eliminate this to prevent this from happening and you will know that you are a strong person and you are able to defend yourself and your true nature regardless of any type of abuse there is so yeah all right I hope you found this episode insightful in any way, shape, or form. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Marambar Huma, and see you in the next episode.
So the episode has ended here and you can guess this is my goodbye speech. <laughs> no, just kidding. I hope you found this episode insightful to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor or any other platform like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast and others. I would also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee if you'd like. If you have any topic suggestion, question, or some kind of feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message on the Anchor uh, webpage of the podcast. I will take care of it. To conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Horma, and I will see you in the next episode.